It's bad. Anime. All right, let's let's just fucking do it. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm John. And I'm Rob. And this is Bad Anime, the podcast where we decide, is, is this, this anime, anime bad? bad? And I'll sync that up later for everybody out there. But uh, today... Do you really have to? I don't know if anyone's, anyone's going to listen to this episode, so I don't know if you have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Break it wide open immediately because... Okay. <laughs> so, so to break this open, to crack this egg within an inch of its chicken life. Okay. Mm. So we did a podcast about Hanano Asukagumi, the OVA... And it was refound in 2020, mm-hmm. and we did it. We did a podcast about it, and it did so fucking badly <laughs> that we decided let's do the second one just because. Oh so God. this is what this is. Uh, we're doing Hanano Askagubi two uh, because. Um, well, it, it was so funny because we had it down in the in the pipe. Where we were like, we could do the second one because there's more. There's interesting reasons as to why we'd wanted to do it. Sure, and then. The first episode came out, and I forget, it was either you or me who said, like, hmm, no one cared. Should we do it again? And we both said, well, we already watched the second one, so we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so we have so we kind of just have to anyways, but also, fuck everybody. We're going to do it. <laughs> we're doing it live. We're doing it live. Yeah. The first one just... Yeah, continue. Sorry. I imagine we're both also maybe a little exhausted because we had a very long day yesterday. And, yeah, we did. And I, had a, and I had a long day today. I'm moving soon, so Bouncy can see my barren apartment behind me. I know. Not one uh, not one Gundam in sight. It's very sad, honestly. Not one Gundam in sight, not one Kamen Rider. And especially after the premiere of Fudo P.I., it feels wrong and weird for me not to have any Kamen Rider present. It does. So, so to compensate, um, I was also going through my liquor cabinet and saying, like, you know what? I'm never going to drink this or this. You know, a lot of stuff I'm not going to drink, you know, either it was brought over or whatever. There was a little bit of jalapeno tequila left, so I put that in a glass with ice, and to um, to provide a little mixer for relief, I threw in a lime white claw, because I figured those flavors complement each other well. So, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the energy I'm rolling into this podcast with today, folks. Rolling in with a, a lime white claw and a jalapeno tequila mixed together. That is phenomenal. Any any person of any Mexican heritage, I believe, would would commend you right now. Or they'd want to stab me, whichever one came Either first. Either or. Either <laughs> or. You know what? There, it, it's going to generate a reaction. That's all I care about. And this just tastes like a spicy white claw. That's all it tastes like, really. That sounds really nice, actually. Um, and I, I didn't tell you this Not before bad. the podcast, but uh, I'm also drinking something as well. Ooh, what do you have, um, Sailor? Because I'm an agent of chaos, um, I am drinking... <laughs> oh, uh, I can see it. I'm drinking a glass of red wine right now. Um, what I, the I, fuck I, is I, that glass? Oh, you, okay. This is a really fun glass. Okay, so y'all can't see it right now, but um, so this is a big. It's a fat glass. It's got no stem. Mm. Um, and then there's a mini glass in the big glass. And when you pour wine into the mini glass, it has these little spouts at the bottom, so it shoots out your wine. Is it an aerator? So it, it like aerates slash decants it's, your wine uh, as yeah, it it's, as okay, it does so it's, it. It's a it's an aerator in a glass. That's what I assumed it was, but it looked yeah. like it. Okay, that's that's kind of neat, honestly. It's pretty cool. It I probably does nothing, but I, I no. I, I'm gonna stop you right there. It actually definitely does something. Really? Yes. Because okay. um, I got an aerator for my brother. So what how uh-huh. it works is he would basically it was like a two in one thing. It was a wine opener, but it also had a spout. So you would press a button to have the oh. wine pour out of the spout. Like it would suck up mm-hmm. the wine out of the bottle and pour it out of the spout. Mm-hmm. It totally changes the flavor of the wine. Really? Yeah, no, it totally does. And they, that's why they say you should aerate wine. 
And I thought it was bullshit, obviously, because, wow. you know, as a, as a blue collar gentleman, I think, you know, I think, oh, that's some pretentious nonsense. I just want a glass of red. But then when you do aerate it, um, especially because I drink almost exclusively red. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I, I, I cannot stand white wine. Uh, and I, and I only like a lot of things in my life. Once you give it to me when I'm already drinking, I'm not going to turn it down. Me too. But me I'm, too. Not, I'm never going to buy it. Yeah, but no, I, I would never again. like buy it in a store. But and then like rosé is only if I'm kissing the boys on weekends or something like that. So every weekend. Yeah. So every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Naturally. I'm a rosé man on weekends. You know. Yeah, no, it's the summer. So well, even though it's even though it's late September, even though we're recording this in in early September, it's still feels a lot like summer because it's I mean, blazing like, hot. It was 80 degrees yesterday. You you nearly blacked out or did black out from heat exhaustion actually. Uh, for only like a minute or two before I chug some water, but like actually, okay, breaking cave right now. Um, have we ever have we ever mentioned Sabretooth by name on this podcast? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. No, but we we <laughs> have a time. We have a band. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, you and I have been in this in this band in particular for in some former iteration for the past probably 10, 12 years at this point. We have, and, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't until twenty sixteen we got our we got we got our big boy pants on. And we started recording, uploading songs to the right. Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's Sabretooth. We're a metal band based out of Long Island, Long Island of Brooklyn, New York. Depending on who we're, we're a member of the band you're referencing, it's five, <laughs> it's five wonderful yeah. gentlemen. Um, we have two singles out on Spotify and, and where and wherever you get your music, literally everywhere. The first two singles, "Last Man Drinking" and "Love Just a Loser's Game," you can go listen to them now. We have yeah. an, we have another single slated out to come out fairly soon. We actually, me and Bouncy were talking, we were just talking about recording that before this podcast came up. We started oh, recording were. this. And so, uh, the reason that uh, and the reason that Rob uh, nearly or did black out from heat exhaustion yesterday is because uh, we were playing a show outside. We were playing um, a festival. Yeah, it was like September 10th yep. uh, here in New York. And I, it was also September 10th around the world, too. Uh, but uh, <laughs> here in New York specifically, it was just very hot. Uh, it was like in the 80s degree yeah. wise. So it, we were just sweating like pigs the entire time. Oh, yeah, no, we were all sweating like pigs, and I could tell because it was funny. We had a lot of energy on stage still, but you could tell we were affected by something. And yeah. when that when that happens, it's usually because alcohol is involved. That wasn't the case with us. I mean, a few a few of us had a couple beers. Uh, Mike, the other guitar player in our band, had more than a couple, so <laughs> he, he took <laughs> he a had, nap afterwards. Um, he had quite a few. He napped until 8 p.m. after after we played. I was so happy. He felt he looked amazing. like a new man after he napped. I was so happy for oh, him. Oh, I'm so happy for him. He but looked yeah, no, so but, uh, devastatingly tired. It was uh, it was it was yeah, a good but time he, for but him. But he part, he kicked right back up. But no, it was funny because I was replaying the set in my head and we played a really good show. But I just realized there's like one or two songs I just have no recollection of playing. And and I remember all I remember on stage was chugging water like I was um it was um the end of the earth as some people put it, but. <laughs> Oh, I've seen plenty of video back from the show, and it was good. I just don't remember some of it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Wasn't even ha- wasn't even hammered. You know, uh, spe- I think I had two beers. Spe- speaking of having zero recollection of anything, <laughs> talk about <laughs> Hana no Haskakumi too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Whoa. a great double. That's a great double meeting because I almost forgot what we were doing right now, and, <laughs> and also the fact I'm just like, oh yeah. Um, what happened in the show but we should before we start with it we should probably clarify why we actually want to do the second one legitimately yeah yeah because the big thing with the first one mm-hmm. is that it looked like it looked like it was made with the budget of a ham sandwich like that was the entire production budget so it looked like poop and we're um, talking about like boar's head ham we're not even yeah. talking about like any like high-end ham or of any kind it was like boar's head slipped into kind of two pieces of wonder bread and uh that that was about what we got in the first and one. instead of mayo someone's spitting it yeah but um and we both co- we both called it bad at the time too because it, it it genuinely was 
it, it, we watched it right and i i think right. it was good for like the history of anime and like at the time in like the late 1980s when it came out it was a good time period to like analyze a little bit but right after that or by beyond that it really wasn't much of anything it was kind of okay the story <gasps> well, was coherent was, enough oh, uh, no, it, it but, was weird because um the characters were engaging. The story was all over the place. Yeah. Like, the characters were cool, and there were some great character moments, mm -hmm. and, like, the motivations are clear. But the whole narrative got really jumbled and confusing. It really it was, did. It involved, you know, our girl Asuka, and this relates to the episode today, so we'll talk about it. This isn't a sequel to the first OVA. They're actually, like, just very different points in Asuka's life as a character. Interesting. But, yeah, she's this badass schoolgirl involved with all these girl gangs. Right. And, you know, it, and then... A lot of the plot overall, the first OVA, had to do with, like, a turf war between all these girl mm -hmm. gangs. Mm -hmm. And it got very confusing because there was – since the, it was an OVA and they didn't have a lot of time to flesh things out, it was a lot of very quick scenes yes. of of girls trying to explain, like, the political aspect of their world. And they kept introducing characters but did not – dive into those characters and they kept introducing facets of this gang world this right. hashtag girl gang world girl uh, gang world but did not dive in deep to it so it, i mean they didn't really have time per se right. but at the same time it, it was kind of it was a bit jumbled beyond asuka's character and like the the mm -hmm. girl the damsel in distress right. of the ova yoko beyond those two characters there was really no stake in any of the characters there was no real linear progression i mean it, it had a beginning it had a middle it had an end and just a bunch of just jumping scenes in between pretty much it, yeah exactly so it, it, you got motivation but you didn't really get any connecting through line so it was yeah. weird so with that even though we were engaged by the character stuff we had to call it bad because of the incoherence. Oh, sorry, not, not really incoherence. It was hard to follow. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and the fact the show, you know, like I said, looked like it was it was legitimately drawn on a piece of toast. Yeah, like, backgrounds yeah. weren't finished. Um, facial feature, you know, it wasn't as bad as other shows we've seen. I'm looking at you, X Arm. <laughs> oh but, God. But no, it just wasn't that good. So yeah, we it, had to it, give it the bad. It was just it, it was unfinished in many ways. It didn't have a budget. Right. However. As we mentioned in the first episode of this OVA, uh, when we chronicled it, in between the first and second OVA, a decently well-liked live-action series came out. Mm -hmm. So that brought a lot of renewed – and there was a movie as well. There was a lot of renewed interest in the original manga. So I don't, I don't even think it was the same team of people involved because it didn't look like any of the same. The character yeah. designs were all based on the manga, but nothing about the animation um, – looked the same at all between these two OVAs. So presumably a new company said, you know, or a new team said, let's do this again, but let's like put some money behind it. Yeah. And and they they did this time around. I don't know what yes. what your feelings on the art were this time around, but it, it was it was one hundred percent an improvement. Uh oh yeah totally from the original. Oh yeah. Right. And everything beyond that was not hard. It wasn't like bad at all. I thought it was pretty good for the time period and where it was situated. I thought it, you know, did a pretty decent job with the art this time around. Yeah, no, the art was good. If um, it, it ranged in quality a little bit again. Yes, because there was one fight scene in particular. There was a, there was like two there was like two moments in particular. She had this one fight scene with a bunch of like these shadow figures with gold mask on. That was really cool, very mm -hmm. stylized, like mm -hmm. kind of unique, with the whole like kind of like a almost like a Japanese taiko drum soundtrack. So kind of traditional Japanese music was thrown in there during that fight scene. So that was sick. Yeah. And when the girls were ninjas, it just made sense. Yes. 
there's a lot of cool color work in there mm-hmm. and there was another scene with like the old anime snow that's right yeah oh my god like the the ending kind of sequence where they're fighting in the snow and like a, the, yeah. w- the winner of this tournament that they were putting on or something yep and uh, it was actually really cool i i really like the snowy scenes yeah, no, so it was weird because there was some great moments of artwork in the anime, but the rest of it wasn't bad necessarily. It was just kind of there. I think it was I it was like passable generally. Uh, it's called serviceable. Yeah, yeah. serviceable. It, there it, there it was did, no point, the point. There was no point where I was like this is fantastically drawn. Mm. Except yeah. for those specific scenes. The snow scene I, I think was probably my favorite in terms of how it was constructed, but everything else was right. like, you know, like fine. It's it's all right. It's definitely an improvement, and like that's what we were looking for in the second one, in um in Hana no Asuka to me, as I like to call it. <laughs> also, we actually should say the official um subtitle was oh, yeah. Hana no Asuka Gumi to a Lonely Cat's Battle Royale, which just sounds like a song from the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I never thought about that, but you're absolutely like right. a, like it really a, like it sounds like a follow up to Tom Jones's "What's new, What's New Pussycat" or "What's Up Pussycat." Yeah, <laughs> it's not unusual to be loved by, by anyone. anyone. Yes, I, I sang a different song on purpose. <laughs> I was like, "That's not the song." <laughs> yeah, I was kind of referencing a John Mulaney bit. What's new, Asuka? Whoa! <laughs> Sorry. Well, here's the thing what's new about Asuka. We actually get her backstory. <laughs> oh, please keep please keep, keep going. I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. Are you all right? I don't know why that got me so good. <laughs> but yeah, the OVA opens up with Hana, sorry, Asuka kicking butt. Yep. And then we learn she and a lot of the other girl gangs are like a big, like, well-known fighters in like this girl gang circle. We're basically put in a tournament against their will. Yes. Oh, my God. So all of these, and it's constructed by uh, a lot of schoolgirls, actually, are behind this whole thing. Um, yes. They construct, like, this betting tournament. It's um, where they conduct their bidding at this club, and they're betting at this club called Strawberry Milk. Um, yes. And what happens at the Strawberry Milk Club is that all of these people get together, and they print out this big bracket this big roster of all these girls in different gangs and they mm. and they place bets on who's going to win the tournament but the girls in the betting gangs, on tournaments who would do that <laughs> i've never heard of anybody that would do anything like that even with horses i've never heard of that horses or wrestlers or no, wrestlers. No, no no never never there's no such thing there's no such thing as draft kings all right that doesn't exist but in this world fucking okada <laughs> asshole it was Naito's time, and then Okada just said, no, I'm Kazuchika Okada. I'm going to hit Will Ospreay with a Rainmaker and then go have a kid. And Fuck listen, you. I was betting on that so hard because yeah. Gato, when you give Gato time to pick Okada for a tournament, he will pick Okada as the winner for a tournament. You, Gato, Okada, you could pick anybody in that company. Okada always has a 75% chance of winning that tournament. And it's know, and ridiculous. It upsets me greatly. It's ridiculous. And I, you know, not to take us too off topic, but I, I owe Kazuchiko Okada and his. Have we been on topic? And his baby. So, no, fuck this. <laughs> fuck 
<laughs> I entrusted Okada and his oh baby son God. or daughter with winning me my second G1 Climax tournament. And well, boy, go. did they pull through, and I'm a twofer now. I've won on 2020, 2022. I'm going to suck dick in 2023. But when 2024 comes around, I swear mm. to God, I'm coming back. I'm coming back for well, the three Well, there we go. Yeah, no, I started hard in 2019, and then after that, it's been, like, a lot of series of just, like, eh, or goddammit. I've had a wild arc in this tournament myself, so I understand the struggles of, of now I feel I feel more beat up than Hiroki Goto. I'm just going to put it that way. Hiroki Goto. What a My boy. What a boy. Asuka. What a dude. Asuka. <laughs> Asuka. Uh, yeah, so she's in this tournament, and she's got no knowledge that she's in this tournament at all. And she's just kind of fighting all these people, just being like, why are all these people coming at me all of a sudden? Like, I know I'm like, yep. you know, like not not like the, the, the most pleasant person to see, to be around. But still, like, I don't know why all these ladies are trying to beat me up. But she keeps beating up people. And at the Strawberry yep. Milk Club, they keep being like, oh, my God, Asuka's doing such a great job. And th- there are a few other characters that we should probably mention at this point, right? Mm. So Asuka... Much like in the first OVA, she has a good friend slash person that roasts her from time to time for having a flat chest. Uh, her name yeah. is Miko. Um, yeah. Miko is also in the first one. A little bit different character design in this one, but it's Miko. Yeah. Kind of same personality. And then there's yeah. this other girl that she's trying to protect uh, whose name is Nogi um, okay. in this OVA. And this is this right. is a girl that constantly gets picked on at school. Uh, she gets oh, the one they the, the one they constantly bully for fat sh- like the, the one they constantly yes, fat shame. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. There's. I wrote this down in my notes actually. I, yes. I even took notes on this OVA. Crazy. Um, nice. But there was a uh, one time when these two girls are bullying uh, Nogi in the parking lot or the kind right. of like schoolyard or whatever. Um, and one of them uh, just goes. Um, one of them looks at her and just says. Oh, um, wait, hold on. I have it in my notes here. I'm going to try to find it. Take your time. Take your time. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. No, no, that was a different quote. I have a few quotes over here. Oh, nice. Uh, Oh, okay, okay, okay. So the girl said, hey, Nigo, if you sit there like that, she's sitting under a tree, by the way. Uh, They Mm. said, hey, Nigo, if you sit there like that, you may just become a fat pig. And I don't understand the... The animosity, but also I don't understand the reasoning behind why sitting under a tree would make you a fat pig. But then Nigo responds um, to my mm. hilarity. She responds, um, <laughs> but I didn't even okay. eat breakfast this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, much like the first one with the young girl who was coerced into prostituting herself. Yes. I felt so bad for Nogi because she was the one basically bullied into bulimia or some type of eating disorder i'm sorry i don't i don't mean to make fun of bulimia but bulimia she got bullied into you know that's really funny but i don't know if i should be openly openly laughing at that so i'm just gonna drink some tequila and white claw and i'll acknowledge how awesome that joke was thank you so much i will i will have a sip of this wine uh which i actually don't know what kind i read the bottle like four times and i have no idea what kind of wine this is all i can tell you is it's red you know, I didn't even look at the color. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, Nogi gets bullied. She gets bullied continuously. And Asuka and has to should, come and should, protect her all the time. And we should mention the two girls bullying her 
are the two gambling addicted teenagers who started this whole tournament. So all they're doing is gambling and fat shaming one of their classmates. And I'm like, yep. pretty effective villain building. Yeah, right there. we hate them pretty much off the get go. It's pretty easy to dislike them. Um, but I will say mm. the show did go out of its way to betray them as two kids wildly over their head. Yeah, it did. Because how the whole tournament is functioning is basically they went to like some gang leaders like, hey, these are the fights. Make sure these fights happen. Right. So it's like them working with the gangs to make sure um, these participants fight. And it's so funny. They just didn't tell Asuka. That's her whole like kind of crux. And she's like, why are they attacking me? Right. Right. And little does she know with every fight, she's advancing more and more in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And at one point, these two girls realize we're in deep in this and we have no way out. We're kind of boned. So they try to like talk to the gang leaders and say, hey, maybe this isn't a great idea. And I forgot what the gang leaders did. They either stabbed her or something or they just – it was at like yeah. they're having dinner. Oh, And they yeah. just kind of like they, – they cut her or something. It's like, yeah, no, you're in deep. We're you're paying us the money you promised us. Do you know what? We're, we're giving you your tournament. Funny, uh, f- funny tangent here. Maybe not funny. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Um, you're smiling ear to ear, so I think it's gonna be fine. I I don't know, but it, it might be funny to you and me. But uh, but perfect. Which is all right because we're the only ones that are gonna be listening to this particular episode. Um, mm. so- <laughs> wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so you know when they're when they're at dinner. Uh, do you remember that scene where they're at dinner, the two twins or the two bullies are at dinner with like somebody that's actually behind the tournament and she's like gotcha. kind of egging them on like you got to keep going. They're like, no, we're really yeah, yeah. in deep like Oscar's going to kill us. Uh, um, that place looked so similar. The drawing of that looked so similar to um, I think the Rosen Crown pub in Tokyo where it's kind it of like did. looking over like it's next to a window. It's on like a higher level. You're at like a few different tables pushed together looking out the window. Uh, I don't know why it reminded me of just like chugging red eyes in uh in the Rosen Crown pub in uh in Tokyo. Yeah, at, at the Rosen Crown pub and, and the Akihabara one. There's a few of them yes. in Japan. Yeah, you were having a red eye, which is a beer and tomato juice, and I was having a China Blue, which is like a lychee mixed drink. We both said this isn't that good, and then we just got beers like normal people. <laughs> but we had to do it, and we knew it wouldn't be that good. Well, no, we were in the back of our heads. We kind of knew it wouldn't be good, but we were hoping like maybe it's good. And then we had it's like not good. Kind of like how I felt about this OVA. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Because. All right. Fair point. From from there. Right. There's also kind of another point of the plot that is, um, I think, important to mention. Asuka's backstory. Yeah. Asuka's backstory, which is very important to mention. Yeah, no, she comes – like, they, they like they show her entering the city. She has a different haircut and all. She's a little younger. Yeah. And one character, who I forgot her name, is like her mentor figure. And um, at one point, Asuka's like holding her chest or I forgot where. Like she got hurt. And then the, her this woman who became her mentor figure kept saying, don't, don't cover your injuries like that. You're just drawing more attention to it. Keep fighting, which is – Kind of smart, kind of stupid. I don't know where I fall on yeah, that yet. I don't know it's either. Like, it's it's great because you, you get a lot of these like machismo, like rah rah action lines, which was funny because you typically get that from male characters. I've never seen female characters have this degree of like like rah rah action type stuff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, and it just shows kind of it gets kind of cool because this was back in the eighties, and then you have stuff like this. I think the manga dates back to the seventies, and Skibandeka dates back 
even further. So it's just this cool era where there were just badass macho females in Japanese fiction. It's pretty sick. So it's pretty sick and very forward thinking. I mean, if they remade some of this now, I think it'd be a lot more popular. And you know, because to, to my knowledge too, sorry to cut you off, but to, to my sure. knowledge too, um, a lot of the characters in this show were not very um, sexualized, I guess, which is no. extremely refreshing. And I didn't really think yeah, about not, till right I, now because yeah, yeah, as you were mentioning, like this manga was written in the the seventies, and these OVAs came out in the eighties, and just like all the the best characters are female characters, and I I'm struggling to think of a part of either one where you know somebody had just like gigantic boobs or something like even that like Never. it's it, it, compared to like the anime that we get today in that regard there's mm. really no none of that it's just like these very strong characters that are just like fighting and actually care about yeah. like just like defeating each other in battle and it's super refreshing in that way it, it's amazing that you have to go back for almost 40 years now to get something so refreshing mm. which is kind of insane when you really weird. Uh, break it down in that context um but yeah, to your point, there is vir virtually no sexualization. I can't think of any moment where anyone is sexualized at all. And even in the way, like, because sometimes, sometimes it's weird because in some shows, nothing narratively going on sexualizes the characters, but the way the show will be drawn or shot, sure. like, they'll linger on a set of boobs right. or a panty, mm -hmm. and they will be sexualized, just not narratively speaking. But in this show, you got neither. Yeah, neither. Virtually no sexualization. They're just they're which, fighters. They're they're just in it yeah, to fight. Just badasses. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's just so funny when we when we go back in our minds and think of everything we covered during Harem Month. <laughs> we're like, okay, <laughs> there there can be strong female characters that aren't centered around their tits. That that is the other side of Oscar's coin. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> you could you could say Rhea's grammar is a strong character, maybe or Akino is a strong character, but you know half their character traits are on their chest. Right. So. <laughs> You know, um, I'm going to have to clip that and put it in an intro somewhere or something like that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> take it. Take it and run with it. I'm going to. And you can also take this like the sounds of my ice rattling next to my microphone. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. Please. More of that. Thank you. Um, the, the other section of the plot, too, that I, I wanted to get into a little bit. And I, I guess this leads us mm -hmm. to maybe like the more so the ending of the show or the ending of the OVA mm -hmm. is. um. So that mentor character that you mentioned, uh, who kind yes. of uh, talked to Asuka, maybe taught her a few things. Um, yeah. Her name is uh, is Yoko, I believe, in, in this OVA. Okay, I think it is, yeah. yeah. Um, which is, number one, interesting, because uh, Asuka's mentee in the first mm -hmm. uh, OVA was Yoko, and now her mm -hmm. mentor uh, in the second OVA is, Yoko. is named Yoko, but it's a different character. Uh, passing the torch, baby. Passing that Yoko torch to a new wow, I Yoko. I just saw the audio on my mic and just went, wowzers. I'm going to just like, I when, when I get to the edit, I'm just going to bump that so hard. So it's going to be even louder. It's going to be really nice. Oh, if you, oh, if you bass boost it, I'll be so I'll bass boost the hell out of it. Um, but I am so sorry, listeners, for whoever who has to hear that. It's like, thanks, Rob. Why are you trying to destroy my ears? I'm just trying to do my job or go for a run. <laughs> this is probably the most disjointed uh, podcast we've ever had um collectively so if you're like listening to this as a first time listener it's usually not this crazy but we we like it when it is <laughs> so. 
But sometimes you just have to live life a little bit and, you know, see what happens. <laughs> exactly. We me and Bouncy could have easily said, no, we're a little tired and whacked out from the long days we're having and we're already drinking. Maybe we shouldn't record a podcast. But we said, no, I'm going to put my computer down. We're each going to plug in our microphones and we're going to go for it. Just go ahead. We owe it to ourselves. <laughs> This is how we decompress. This everybody. is how we you're, do it. You're, you're, you're actually just listening to a prolonged therapy. You're session. bearing witness. Uh, and okay, so to Yoko's character, right? In this one and Asuka too, um, Yoko's character is uh, Miko's older sister, notably, right? Uh, in this version. And uh, Yoko is kind of a, a, a hardened badass. She, she mentored Asuka in a couple of ways. And uh, we're introduced to her in this OVA when she just like sees Miko on the side of the street and she just mm-hmm. kicks her ass. She just beats the shit yeah. out of her little sister. I remember yeah, that which scene. Was, that scene was it cool. It was cool. It was some crazy stuff. Yeah. They had a great fight scene. Uh, Miko mm-hmm. just absolutely knocked her around. And it kind of gets to the last area in the tournament, right? You go through the tournament, like they're going through it. Asuka eventually realizes that she's in this tournament. And we get to the final, which was supposed to be Asuka versus somebody else called some other fucking person called Saishu, um, which I I don't know anything about, so I'm not even going to go on about her. But Saishu uh, in the tournament is replaced last minute in the finals with Asuka. I remember, if I remember correctly, it was Yoko who said, I'm replacing you. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. was really badass. It was so cool. It's very much the Darth Vader, I'm altering the deal type of... um, Badass moment, if you will, which, and you know, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff where a villain is just, a villain, in that case, it's a little bit tough to call Yoko a villain necessarily, but, um, but whenever you have an antagonist, right, um, antagonist, that's the word, yeah, who is just that cool, just being like, it's me now. It was cool. Yeah. And then uh, Saishu, I don't I don't remember what happened to her. It doesn't matter. She just backed off, I guess. Uh, And then no, I think she's kind of I think she's kind of said, I'll get you next time and ran away. (laughs) Yeah. She turned into the Wicked Witch Witch of the West and uh, disappeared uh, on on a rainbow carried by monkeys. It was it was actually amazing. You got to watch this anime, guys. Yeah, no, this you got to check this shit out because you you won't believe it until you see it, and then you'll see it and you go. Fuck they also guys. predicted COVID. It's pretty insane, and you know, to be honest. Uh, but e- either way, um, <laughs> but the thing, but the crazy thing is, the Animaniacs reboot did that. Did it? N- no, but like there was a lot of coincidences where the characters were wearing masks in like 2019. It's like, oh, we see where that happened. Yeah, so stuff happened. Yeah, yes, yes, but but yeah, <laughs> Yakko, Wacko, and Dot predicted the future. That's all I'm saying. But Yoko uh, got in the fight today because her and Asuka uh, tangoed. And it was a pretty sick fight. You know, Asuka has her coin. That's her main weapon of choice. So there was a lot of cool stuff going on with that. Yes, we should, we should remind everyone it's the coin that's attached. It's a solid gold coin attached to a solid gold that's chain. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a um, it's like a yo-yo that doesn't retract. It's very similar to the yo-yo in um, De- Skibon Deca. Yes. But Bouncy, I, I know I mentioned this in the first episode mm. when we covered this, but I had to mention it again. In the live-action TV series, it was 23 episodes. She didn't get the chain till episode 23. So she was just, like, throwing the coin at people or, like, putting the coin in her knuckles and punching people with it. Wow. And there was a lot of great oh scenes where, like, God. she would throw the coin, it bounce off a million things, roll off something, and then just the coin would drop in her hand. It's and remember, this is just – it was a live-action show, so they actually got a Japanese girl who was probably like anywhere between 14 and 16 to play the part. So, And she was just a badass character. That's pretty but sick. But she was just a, a very average Japanese-looking like, – very average-looking Japanese teenager. And she was just – she presented like such a badass, and she had so much 
confidence in herself. I absolutely adore That's it. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you and I should definitely do it. We got to do some live action reviews oh, of, of either um of either Skip on Decca or Hananasuke. We have Kobe. a I, we have I, a long list of live actions that we should probably get to at some point soon. At some yeah. point, especially when they're at they're either anime tie-ins, anime adaptations or they predate exactly. certain anime. Right. Yeah, there's a ton of them and not all of them are terrible. They're not what I know the meme is live action anime adaptations are shit because in the past 20 years 30 years probably i'm gonna say tw- uh, 20. 20 years yeah well i yeah. I've, I've never I was... seen a good live action anime adaptation but you know i people argue about like netflix cowboy bebop that it wasn't that bad and i i agree it wasn't mm-hmm. that bad but it still was not very good i didn't ah, see it. yeah it's it's you know you didn't miss much you didn't miss much yeah it was just yeah it was it was whatever but i, I will have, an, yeah, I we'll also, have an episode about that i'm sure someday yeah, I need, honestly, I need I need to rewatch Cowboy Bebop because I don't remember a lot of it. Because oh. I watched it, I watched it pretty early. I don't even know if I finished it. I watched it pretty early on in my anime mm-hmm. journey. We so can add that. We can add that to the get... list. I could I could use a rewatch of that. Let's All right, a rewatch okay. and I'll see where we are because now you're so much more jaded as an anime fan. I, I feel like am. I think it would be really a lot of fun because I, I I haven't watched Cowboy Bebop in a very long time, <laughs> and it would be fun to get back to it to be honest and see if I it's actually like good or like not good or. Yeah, whatever. It's very widely praised, so we could tackle it probably. Um, I don't know, Asuka Gumi too. Lonely Cats Battle Royale. Lonely Cats Battle Royale. Battle Royale. <laughs> so, um, right then, Asuka has the fight with Yoko at the end, and mm-hmm. I can't for the life of me remember how this ended. But I think Yoko won. I think Yoko won and just said Asuka get good and she said i will is i that think how it so and that was the and then like the last scene is with asuka and miko and nogi and they're all like hanging out and nogi's like i made you guys chocolates and asuka's like oh i'll eat a chocolate and she was and she smiled and then that was the end of it i think that was the end of it yeah because they were just happy that nogi was eating yeah again. oh yeah that's right even though yeah okay yeah. I, I remember that scene, but I don't really remember who won between Yoko and Asuka. I'll be honest. I don't remember. I think it was Yoko because I remember being kind of shocked at the end. I was like, oh, really? Like okay. she beat her. Interesting. Um, but they, mm-hmm. they never really even kind of got into the nitty gritty of this tournament of like who was winning money because like Yoko just got herself in there at the last minute. And I, I guess it wasn't even part of the tournament. So it, it probably just dissolved at that point. I, I didn't see really any um, like conclusion of this like tournament yeah. arc of sorts. Right. So, yeah, that um, was that was pretty much it. Like that 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 it's it's over. Yeah, that was the that was the end of the OVA. We got a glimpse into this presumably this much larger arc in the manga this was adapted from. Um it was an interesting ride for all the reasons I expected it to be because coming from the first one especially that did engage us at points but was so um haphazardly constructed, mm-hmm. I was naturally very excited to watch this one. And um when I watched it, I don't know if excitement is necessarily the word I was mm-hmm. feeling. It's here's the thing, and I guess we can get into our final thoughts on the whole thing. As, Let's do it. So we, I'll start off. Um, tough for reasons, but I gotta go. Not bad. Oh, with this okay, one. okay. Yeah, because here's the thing. It was well constructed. However, I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was nearly as interesting as the first one. Mm, okay. In okay. some way. In I some can see way, that. In some ways. Because 
a lot of the same notes that I found interesting, I found interesting in the first one. You know, um, Yoko struggles with, um, I believe it was Yoko in the first one. I don't remember the character who was going through, like, again, who was getting bullied relentlessly. Uh, ni- uh, Nogi. No, that was that was one in the. In this oh, one. the one in the, the first, first one, one was Yoko, which makes things very confusing. Yeah, that was Yoko. Yeah, the, the whole thing. Was <laughs> but, um, but like the Yoko stuff in the first one was really good, and Asuka just slapping the shit out of her. Yeah. Oh know, yeah. To just to, to get her to um be a to woman up and like f- take life by the horns. Um, Asuka had that great rival in Crimson in the mm-hmm. first one. And like the over the top fight right. scene on the burning boat with the crows, um, the high points in the first one were better than the high points in this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Just from a a contextual stance and a narrative sense, like the all the insane shit that was happening, the stuff here wasn't nearly as wild. It looked mm-hmm. a lot better, mm-hmm. and it was still very cool. The high points of this one, this one just had the really the benefit of being well well more constructed in a visual sense it just looked a lot mm-hmm. better and narratively too it wasn't as jumbled as the first one yes it did, it was more this, it was a lot more highly focused this time around yeah this one was way more i guess you could say yeah. streamlined mm-hmm. if that's an appropriate mm-hmm. term to use here so this one definitely felt more concise and solid it was longer but we got we're way more focused on our central narrative and our characters and our struggles, and it just looked good. It just wasn't as bombastic and wild as yeah. the first one. So I can call this particular OVA bad, but at the end of the day, it was just pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was okay. It was just kind of okay. I am going to remember the first one more because of its shortcomings and more of the mm-hmm. high points. Mm-hmm. So... This one is all right. It's not bad, but it's all I can say. It's just Very not good. bad. I I think for me, kind of like along the lines of what you were saying, this one was just not really that memorable. I think, um, which yeah. is why we. I think I feel like we watched it a month ago, but we struggled to remember anything about it basically before we even started podcasting. Right. And I had to look it up again just to be like, all right. I, I literally skimmed through it a few more times since then because I was like, I just want to... Yeah, thank God you take very you know, good notes. I, you're right, right. I took notes the first time and I was like, okay, good. We're, we're good. Like we got some semblance of a plot here and whatnot. But I, yeah. I think just generally compared to the first one, I agree with you in that the high spots were not as good. Um, and I, mm. I think the the general... It, it was, it's kind of laid on a plane. It just laid on a single okay. plane, and it didn't necessarily okay. get like amazing at any point, and it didn't necessarily mm. get shitty at any point, and kind of wrapped up in that package. I, I generally the big criticism I have of it is I thought it was just kind of boring. Um, it yeah. didn't really. I think the, the beginning was fine. I think the end, the right. last sequence in the snow was pretty cool. Uh, well constructed, I thought. I thought the story was decent throughout and I could actually follow it for the most part. But the entire right. middle, I would say like the the half hour in the middle of this 53 minute OVA, about half an hour of it was pretty boring. Um, and I was just kind of yeah. sitting there like, okay, what's, you know, you get I get point. it. And, and much like the, the first round, right? 
you have this character with Asuka. Um, in this one, it's Nogi. Mm. In the last one, it was Yoko that is uh, affected by a lot of things going around. And Asuka feels that need to protect this person. And I like the Asuka character yes. a lot for that reason. And I like that she has she's mm-hmm. some badass, but she also has a soft side to her. And that's like a big theme for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, you didn't get as much of her soft side didn't. in this one as you, you did didn't. the first one. And in the first no. one... You lost a little You're dimension. Right. The first one, it's funny because you gained dimension in the art, but you lost dimension um, in, the, in characters the characters and the, and story. the storytelling. Exactly, because the first story um, with you know uh, Yoko in the first OVA uh, going to prostitution mm-hmm. and stuff and all that, and you know getting involved in all these horrible things, and Asuka not liking her at first, and then over time seeing her struggles, <laughs> it was definitely made more of an impact. I, I thought. And yeah. the thing is, if I called that one bad, um, the art style is the art style, and I thought the soundtrack was good in this one uh, as well. But I'm also—I don't remember. The I'm music also going to have to call this bad. Um, yeah, really? I thought I thought it was bad. Okay. I, I think it takes a lot for me to call something bad, but in this particular case, I know. I'm going off of like this is the only time you've called something bad, and right? I haven't. I know this is kind of a weird a weird setup for this one because yep. I, I thought th- this was just particularly pretty boring. And also, um, the the first one was better in my mind. Um, art is, mm. you know, right? The art style, some things left out, right? Some things are blotchy, whatever. It's like 1987. I I, I can like, you know, let, let them have some things. So you I can, can forgive, forgive that, some things. Um, okay. But the story in the first one was just better. I, I was intrigued more often. I had a better time watching it. I thought they had more dimensions. It, the plot was a little more disjointed, sure, and like a little like wonky, which is why I said it was bad. But this one right. was just kind of like not as good in a lot of ways. And and other than the final mm-hmm. fight scene with Yoko, I, I didn't really see much in it uh, mm-hmm. that would make me put it above uh, the first OVA besides uh, the consistent artwork. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's bad. You're going to go with bad. And you know what? I completely understand where you're coming from. It's just, it's really tough. Cause I remember on the first episode, I flip flopped on, yes, on right. the original. I flipped off for the first time. So I just couldn't handle it. And I'm probably going to flip flop this one for the rest of my um, career as a podcaster. We, we have an idea down the pike once we hit, get our 50th episode <laughs> and it, we're, I'm gonna have to revisit my decisions on both of these shows, but for right now, I'm gonna yep. let it stand. I'm gonna I'm gonna call the first one bad for the disjointed plot and the splotchy art design, but with some compelling moments. This one I'm calling not bad because it's well more well more it's it's better constructed, and you know the Yoko stuff was cool with yep. her beating the shit out mm-hmm. of her sister. There's a couple Definitely. really big scenes in there, but the whole package was presented yep. better. I wasn't as bored as mm-hmm. you were probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, was it the most exciting OVA we've seen? Mm-hmm. No. We've watched Violence Jack and Bow. So we, we're used to some wild Not much can be more exciting. <laughs> In, Who exciting knows? is a that, weird that way also, to categorize Violence Jack, but um, it, it has tinges of it at times. And that was also kind of... Um, a direct challenge to any of our brave souls, any of the brave souls who watch this, who listen to this episode all the way to the end. If, if you have ideas for any more exciting OVAs, just, you know, bombard us. We've been getting some comments recently yeah. on Instagram. We've been getting some emails, which we appreciate a lot. So just keep them coming in. We want to hear your thoughts. If, and, you know, if you disagree with us, call us morons. Unless you, if you disagree on redo of the healer, I'm just going to say <laughs> you're wrong. I'm sorry. 
I mean, I respect your opinion, but you know. <laughs> yeah, listen. No. Uh, as Rob uh, said, if you listened to this, uh, if you listened all the way to here, just number one, uh, why? But also, thanks and congratulations <laughs> oh uh, for God. listening to our ha- I don't know Oscar Gumi two OVA podcast. Um, if you didn't listen to the first one, I guess go back to that because, like, literally, we put out these podcasts every week, and a lot of them perform pretty well. And I don't know Oscar Gumi. Everybody just took a look at it in the community and was like, "Absolutely not. I'm not, I'm not touching that. I'm I ain't good. touching that. I'm good." So um, I don't know if you listen to this one, you're a crazy person. But thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you at the next one. Which will be, I mean, next week. So uh, keep a lookout, y'all. It's bad. Wow. Oh, my God. What a rousing podcast of anime conversation. Am I right, my compares? Am I right, my weebdom? Anywho, uh, yeah, you can send us a message if you want. Did you like this podcast? Did you hate this podcast? Do you want to kill me? Do you want to drench me in Calaxisaur blood and watch me drink it? That's fine. Just send us an email at badanimepod at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at badanimepod, all one word. You can also find us on YouTube as badanime, and you can leave a comment on whatever video you want to leave a comment on we'll read them all anyways we don't care i love you kiss kiss simple equations podcast network